When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com It is the last minute blues podcast Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton, Jamie Rivers, gentlemen, blues win game number two, and I feel real good about those second and third periods. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it was a different team out there, you know, and we talked about puck management and doing a better job of of putting pucks behind defenders and creating less turnovers. They did that. They did a great job, and because of that, they were able to manufacture offense out of it. Like, honestly, guys, they don't get the Bortuzzo goal or the Gunnarsson goal without sustained zone time. That's right. And both of those came off of those from defensemen, mind you, but still, nonetheless, game one, we didn't see that kind of a setup, at least not consistently, because we weren't in there. Long right. enough. Yeah, and you know what? And as long as you're going back to what we spoke about before actually happening on the ice, got to give props to Jamie Rivers over here because you said, Chara, you got to make him, what did you say? You got to make him move that big unit around or whatever the hell it was. Turn that big rig around. Yeah, and, <laughs> and to me, honestly, he was right next to Tarasenko on Tarasenko's goal, and he was looked like he was skating in glue. Yeah, he's a huge man, and he, at one point in his career, was able to skate with everybody. But let's be honest, he's six foot nine. he's like 275 pounds, he's not fat, he's in great shape, but that's a big yeah. person. And he's yeah. got to lug that around all over the ice. The number one way to get to those guys is put pucks behind, make them turn and chase pucks all night long, it just wears them down. Yeah, you're, you're exploiting the, the you know lack of mobility, I would assume. Yeah. yeah, and especially if you're in motion too, the, those little guys come buzzing in there, well little yeah. guys, everybody's little next to him. Right, but yeah. You yeah. come buzzing in, you get that lower center of gravity. Now he's got to work harder to get, you know, his lower center of gravity and get you off the puck or even battle for it. And we saw in Tarasenko's goal, like Vladdy just flew down the wing. Yeah, uh, Jaden Schwartz with a great shot, but then Vladdy goes to the net and then out battles. He worked it, Chara. I couldn't believe. First of all, kudos for Vladdy for stopping on the puck. That that was my whole point. Was Chara was not as nimble at this point as as Tarasenko was. Well, have you ever tried to turn around a cruise ship? Uh, just the one time. 
It's not easy, Jeff. You know what? I, the parallel that I was going to go with was if you see a horse in a stall trying to turn around, there's not a whole lot of room there, and it's a big old horse. And that's what he looked like he was trying to – he just – exactly what you said, that's what happened. I yelled at my TV. I was like, oh, my God, Jamie's right. <laughs> I just kept yelling, you worked for it. You worked yeah. for it. I mean, he worked for that thing, man. I uh, love seeing that. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to try to be calm, cool, and collected about this. Here it comes, Jeff. Yeah. But I'm not. That <laughs> – Suspension for Sunquist is bullshit. That is not, that is, that I do not understand. And Jamie, you're probably going to make me understand and make me regret getting so worked up about it. But I do not understand why, if you do not, you have officials there on the ice, you are watching that play as it happens, you watch the replay. Why do you not assess him with the penalty and the time (laughs) right then and there? Why don't you give him a five? out of the game, then give him two minutes, and then suspend him after finding out the guy's hurt. I, I First of all, I don't want the dude to be hurt. Right. I, I never not. want that of to ever not. happen. No. But, man, this seems like just nonsense. I hate this, man. Make this make sense. <laughs> okay. Mm. Good luck. Well, we only have a short podcast here, so uh, <laughs> this could be difficult. But, uh, no, here, here's where we're at with it. Uh, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying at mm-hmm. all. I thought the call was bullshit as well. Uh-huh. I thought that, uh, you know, he had, I describe it this way. If you're driving a car at 40 miles per hour down the street and somebody pulls out 10 feet in front of you, even though you see them, you jam on the brakes, your car is sliding into them anyways, there's going to be a crash. Much the same here. Sunquist is engaged in the hit. He's locked in. His momentum is carrying him there. And Greslick decides, well, I'm going to turn this way and expose my back to this guy. So there's no onus on the hitter with this punishment. And Sunquist just follows through. He can't change his direction. It's not like Bugs Bunny days where you have the air brakes and go the other way. <laughs> right. You know? yeah, like yeah. it's just yeah. right. It's Bugs not Bunny's like the only one who ever has had those. Well, the Roadrunner had them too. Well, that's true. Um, Damn but it. you know, right. they must have been something with Looney Tunes. But anyways, <laughs> the air brakes were not there for Oscar Sunquist, uh, and so he makes the hit. Now, you know where I get a little, I guess, disappointed in all this is that. The same hit almost identically, uh, identical to that one on Sammy Blay. Uh-huh. Later on, Sammy Blay's reaching for a puck. The guy comes in and gets the back of his head and smashes it against the boards. Blay goes down for like four or five seconds, gets up and continues playing, but there's no injury, right? Yeah. So that's now what the NHL is using is they're using, well, is a player hurt? Well, then you get an extra penalty for that because, you know, that's – if he's hurt, but it's after the fact, though. But now here, hang on. This is the part you're getting to. You wanted me to get at is they give a two minute penalty now because in first round nights got a five minute major called on them. Let the San Jose Sharks back in the game. It changed everything because it was a five minute major, mm-hmm. and there was no suspension because it wasn't really a penalty. Mm-hmm. So now what they do is they tell the referees, give them a two minute, and if it's worse than that, we'll suspend them after the fact. But at least then we're sure that we're suspending him later. You don't have a huge outcome on the game if that call could be wrong. But it, but it's, it could be a huge outcome on the next game because Sunquist isn't going to be there. I understand, Jeff. I understand. And listen, I don't understand. So he gets suspended for a game, but then NHL on uh, the NBC Sports Network is pimping that hit from Krug on, on Thomas like it wasn't a, a penalty that – hurt that kid right let, let me like, let me talk calmly about this sorry in that no you're fine sorry, but dude. in the nhl's statement about it they said one of the reasons why they suspended sunquist is because they're concerned about player safety 
Yeah. Okay. So you're not concerned about Thomas's safety because that dude got up from the ice and made a beeline. And I don't care what you said last time, and you're correct, but I don't care what you said last time. He left his feet or he left the ice after he hit the guy. But you drove through him and you left your feet. Yeah, I look left, guys, your, left the ice. Sorry. There's this is the hard part for me. Okay. Yeah, it's we're the, preaching to the choir, right? <laughs> well, not only saying, that, but sort of. when I played, all of these hits were deemed to be like high five worthy. Yeah, right. Like, great sure. job. Yeah, that's a great point. You yeah. know, and so when I yeah. look at the game now, like my brain still tells me I love that stuff. Sure. You know, yeah. and then you look at it and you're like, oh, it's suspended for five games. So I guess I'm way off on this one. So I've had to literally retrain my own brain to watch the new NHL, and when I watch it. I see inconsistencies for sure in the calls and the suspensions, the fines, you name it. There's there's inconsistencies. However, they are using injuries as a guideline, which I don't agree with. Okay, I, so I do we turn this into the to to a soccer league where everybody fakes an injury? Well, that's what we're that's the biggest complaint is, you know, do we just run into guys and fall down and have your fourth liner leave the game and say he's hurt? Right. You know, like I there is some there are flaws in the system. I don't know if there is a perfect system when it comes to this stuff. Uh, but, guys, moving past this, the St. Louis Blues have yeah. had nothing but adversity all year long. Yeah, that's right. You know, and so as much as we want to focus on how incompetent maybe the officials are or the NHL, for, we got to almost take on the same mentality as the team. Yep. And the right. team will tell you today, next man up. Yeah. We're not worried about it. Okay. We didn't worry about hand pass. It cost us a game. We're not going to worry about this. It costs us a player. We've got plenty of guys. That's why we're the deepest team in the NHL. You know why I like doing this podcast? Because it's clothing optional? Well, that. that. <laughs> Donnie's yet to follow those rules. Yeah, the, I'm but, the only one that has taken advantage of that so far. But it, Yes, and it, it must be really cold in here. <laughs> you know, we were, why, talking, Jamie? we were talking about next man up. So yeah, it looks yeah. like Zach Sanford could be the guy tonight. Can you talk a little bit about about Zach? Yeah, I I, I believe he's the next man up here. Uh, he took some reps today at practice on the fourth line. I thought there was an outside chance that Jordan Nolan could get in. And oh wow! I know that I forget about that. Well, he's got, I did too. He's got two Stanley Cup rings. Yeah. with the L.A. Kings. He's been on this stage before. He's a big, strong, tough forward. I thought maybe dark horse. You know. Uh, but it looks like it's going to be Zach Sanford, so it doesn't matter what I yeah, think. I thought maybe McEachern only because of a size standpoint. But this is a tough spot for that because he's a rookie. Yeah. He's barely played any NHL games as right. it sits. Imagine throwing him into this fire. Like, guys, you have no idea what it's like today downtown and what it's going to be like for the next three days. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. And you throw a young guy into that, like, who knows? I mean, we're all human. Right. He could panic. He could seize up. He could make a bad play, take a bad penalty. And it's just because you put him in a situation that maybe he's not ready for. Sure. So Zach Sanford, even though he didn't play, um, you know, he didn't have a fantastic season and he got pulled out of the Winnipeg series. Uh, he is at least an experienced guy. He's 6'3", 6'4". Uh, you know, should he use his size a little more effectively? Yes. But we have last change, right? And mm-hmm. this is one game we're talking about, which means Craig Ruby gets the matchup he wants. He can get him out there against anybody that, he deems, you know, to be a good opponent for that line. Uh, will he see penalty kill time, power play? No, he won't. 
So we'll see. Uh, one minimal game, minutes. Eight minutes, yeah. seven, and, eight and minutes. Is he the one that's from Boston or the Boston area and went to Boston College? It was one of those two. Uh, I feel like he Stanford did. or McEachern because I was actually doing a little prep, guys. Yeah. And I saw, obviously, I didn't well, remember Well, we weren't ready it. for you to actually work. I didn't so, write, I didn't um, print a damn thing out. But um, I don't know much about those two players, as crazy as it is. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. One of them went to Boston University, I believe, and is from the Boston area, which would be another reason if it's Sanford to put him in, right? Well, yeah, you don't really care about that, Jeff. You don't? No. Okay, we'll, I mean, we'll, edit saying, that. Like... we'll edit that out then. <laughs> what, what, is, what, is, what, is Boston, what is Boston doing shorthanded now on D? I mean, how much does this affect that, those guys going forward? I would think that this sort of, I mean, affects them a little bit more than us, right? Yeah, they've got a couple of guys in line to, to jump in there, but they're not of the caliber of Greslick, you know, and uh, Miller is not ready to come back. He hasn't played one game in the postseason. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be a hole for them, too. And, uh, in fact, I think that's a bigger hole than what the Blues are presented with because Oscar Sundquist is one of 12 forwards, and our depth is pretty good. And we have Sanford, Nolan, McEachern. We still have guys that we can plug in there. Right. On defense, man, you get six guys. You have to play all six defensemen because what if it goes to overtime, double overtime? Like, you can't ride the horses for 45, 50 minutes in a game. It's impossible. Right. So you got to spread it out, which means that guy's going to be a factor. And Donnie, guess what? What? We have last change. I like you it. You know what that means? That means that we get the last change. Yeah. And it also means we could get our first line <laughs> out there against a weaker defense. Isn't it sure. cool? Donnie's been paying attention. Yeah, I'm trying, what man. I'm trying. change mean? By the way, Zach Sanford did go to BC. So you were, okay. you were correct. You're so welcome. Columbia? You're welcome, it, everybody. It, it, all right, uh, Boston College. I'm oh, sorry. Okay, I'm, sorry. You're a Canadian in the bunch, man. <laughs> well, no, I, I didn't know that you were on like you know short nicknames with colleges now. So sorry. <laughs> I'm never. I'm never. First of all, I'm never going to live down the spinning wheels reference from the other oh. day. But but my last question for you, Jamie, is how going into Game Three, how does Boston look at it? What is what is the coach saying to the Bruins about getting after it in Game Number Three? Well, actually, he has a pretty easy job right now. You know, because you got you just got worked in your own building for the second half of that game, especially overtime. So it's easy. Hey, boys, you got worked. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm not happy. Second on that thing is, hey, Bergeron, your line, you guys haven't done anything, anything. yet. So, but wait, that's a positive. We're 1-1 in this series, and we just barely lost in overtime, and your line hasn't done anything. Imagine if you guys step up where right. we'll be. Yeah. So the motivating factors are there. And the, uh, the last one is easy. Hey, you know, they put one of our guys out. It's not going to break us. We've got good D guys who can step in and play D, and we're going to show them, you know, we're going to come out and take that first one on the road. Rawr! Right, yeah. That's how they do it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much how it'll go. So that's how I would handle it if I'm Bruce Cassidy. Do we know anything about, because uh, I know they're floating the idea of possibly events done coming back. No, nope, I don't, don't think, think so. Just, guys, based on the success that we had last game, the St. Right. Louis Blues are not going to want to mess with to, that. To mm-hmm. me, it's don't push them because right now it's not a huge gaping hole. Well, that and you don't know what he's able to do, mm-hmm. right? So then we'd end up in the same problem. We put a guy in the lineup. Maybe he's not healthy. Maybe he halfway through the game has to come out. Now you're stressing Five other guys when you have a healthy guys just sitting there. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So, and then people have floated around the idea of playing seven defensemen and just not playing Zach Sanford or right. someone else in that spot. It doesn't work. It can't, in regular season, you can do it. But now, one guy leaving your lineup is going to mess up all of your D pairing rotation because you got seven guys you're trying to, you know, put the square peg in the round hole here, if you get guys' ice time. And the forwards, the same thing. You have an odd number of forwards now to where. 
yeah, what are you, 11 guys? Now you're taking a guy from another line to plug him in on that. It disrupts the entire team for nothing. You don't have to do it. Just 6D, wait for an opportunity where maybe your team, if you're coming off a loss, heaven forbid, or someone gets injured, even worse, now you have a healthy Vince Dunn who's ready to go in under the right circumstances. Jamie, what is the, uh, what's the coverage on Fox Sports Midwest Saturday and, and Monday surrounding the games? It's going to be crazy, guys. Honestly, they're blowing it up. I, every time, you know, I just got off the phone coming in here talking to you guys, and it's going to be an hour-long pregame before the game Saturday and an hour-long postgame after the game. Each home game, that's what it's going to be. We have a set that's being built today outside Enterprise Center in between the statues. So oh, we'll be baby. right beside oh, nice. Brad Hall and all that. So it's going to be a lot like college game day where, I mean, you're right in the fire with all the fans. And, you know, I don't know what we're going to do. Hopefully it's nice out. You know, I have to put some sunscreen on my nose. I mean, it's kind of big. Right. Jeff, we should yeah. go down there and, and get in the background. Just heckle. Hold some suns. Yeah. We love Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> big, big sign, bright letters. Spinning wheels. Oh, yeah, spinning I mean, wheels. I walked right into it. I, I just, <laughs> I absolutely knew it. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand in the background and just call you Jamal Mayers the whole time. <laughs> Jamal! <laughs> Jammer! The similarities you, are buddy. endless. Oh, you get mistaken for him all the time. All the 469 time. career games this guy played in the NHL. That's your Jamie Rivers information for this podcast. Amazing. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Jeff Burton, Jamie Rivers, Donnie Fandango, last minute blues podcast, blues uh, Bruins, game number three, Stanley Cup final tomorrow night. Thanks everybody for listening. Let's go blues. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.